Hey team, I'm Lindley Davis. And I'm Lauren Canterbury, and welcome to Let's Talk Jack. With around 2,000 employees and over three dozen locations spread out all across North America, we are here to make a large team feel more connected. We also want to share about the happenings at Jack Cooper with family, friends, and all those considering a career with us. And while we're at it, we hope to have a little fun along the way. So if you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe button and the notification bell to stay up to date on everything Jack Cooper. Now let's dive into the next episode. Hey team, welcome back to Let's Talk Jack. With a new year comes new opportunity, and that's why I'm so excited for 2023. There are lots of great things happening, coming to Jack Cooper, and we can't wait to tell you all about it. That's right. We're kicking off the new year with a very special guest who's going to give us a sneak peek as to what's in store for Jack Cooper. Without further ado, let me introduce Jack Cooper's very own Executive Chairman, Sarah Amico. Thank you for joining us today, Sarah. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I love the, the festive backgrounds. Thank yes. you. I never know which way to point because we're backwards. <laughs> <laughs> there always seems to be, you know, a lot of excitement around the new year. So what are some projects leadership is working towards that is making this year an exciting time to be a part of Jack Cooper? I think the most important thing we're working on is refleeting. So making sure that our drivers have the latest, most fuel efficient equipment, um, that they can be really proud when their rig rolls into a dealership or onto one of the Jack Cooper terminals. Uh, we understand that this is essential to recruiting and retaining top driver talent, but also to delivering a high quality service to our customers. Um, probably one of the other things I'm excited about. So Jack Cooper recently launched our first employee resource group for women. Um, so for anyone who identifies as a woman in the company, we are super excited to have you. And we want to see how we can help build community and support your journey at Jack Cooper. Um, next up, as I understand it, we have an employee resource group for veterans coming up. So something that I'm particularly passionate about and, and have been working on really for years here at Jack Cooper with the help of so many people across the company is recruiting and hiring America's heroes, military veterans and their families. Um, Jack Cooper has actually joined a program, a task force set up by the White House and the former undersecretary of the Army, uh, Patrick Murphy, who was the first Iraq War veteran elected to Congress. Um, he's a very good man. He's now chairing a task force for um, sort of it moves people from the military as they transition back into civilian life, hopefully into the trucking and transportation industry. So um, we're working with some of the best companies in the industry, whether that's AB Freight. Um, we're working with uh, technical colleges across the country, trucking schools. We're working with um, the ATA. Uh, and we're really trying to say, hey, this is a great job with great wages, amazing benefits, a lot of job security. And of course, I am always happy in that environment to plug car hauling specifically within the trucking industry because our drivers do get so much home time. Um, they do have their pension and retirement. We have Cadillac Healthcare that's fully funded, not just for our Jack Cooper employees, but for their families as well. Um, and that's a core value, uh, health and safety at our company. When we put it on our list of values, uh, it's not for show. 
we're investing in that. So I'm excited about our efforts to bring in more military veterans, particularly as drivers, but really in, in every aspect of our business. And we have the ability not just to bring in drivers, um, but dispatchers, office workers, and, you know, Jack Cooper's really unique because we can hire in all of these positions. Uh, we can also hire disabled veterans and, um, their family members. We can hire so many people from our military community, which not only makes me feel good about the jobs that we're creating for these heroes, um, but it makes me super proud of Jack Cooper and our amazing community of veterans that we already have here as well. Yeah, we love talking about SkillBridge. We love talking about it with our current drivers and interested drivers as well. And it's just been a phenomenal program to be proud to be a part of and um, on both sides to to meet these heroes that are so interested that have given um, everything for this country and for our freedom. Um, but then also to see the Jack Cooper employees and the team members step up and and help and be part of that project, too. So it's been a great team effort. So I agree. I'm excited about that, too. <laughs> yeah, it's good. it's good to build community, right? Like whether it's women or veterans or for our um, our employees in in all different sorts of communities, whether that's maybe in the future a Latino community, uh, Black African American employees, we've got so many different groups of folks. I think it's really part of Jack Cooper's strength. It's part of what makes us an amazing place to work. And and look, we know we're not perfect. Just to be clear, um, one of the other things I'm really excited about is taking on. Um, the four pillars in our strategic plan. So the company, for anyone who doesn't know, has a three-year strategic plan. Uh, we just finished updating the plan for the next three years. Uh, planning season for us kind of runs from July to December. We're all taking a deep breath afterward. But the, the, the sort of four key goals for the company really don't change from year to year. We sort of refine the activities under them, but they're all designed at long stability, um, excellent service for our customers, and a great place to work for our employees. In fact, those four pillars, um, if we were to sort of outline them, the first one is having uh, excellence in operations and a culture of strategic improve continuous improvement. Um, the, the second one is really having the profitable revenue growth that has a diverse top line, so a mix of different services and businesses and a sustainable capital structure really that can support things like buying new equipment for our employees. Um, the third one is being a first choice provider for our customers. So we don't wanna just be somebody that our customers can work with. Our goal, and we're gonna have a very intense focus on this in 2023, is being the first people our customers think about when they need car haul or vehicle logistics services. Um, and that goes for the same on our Jack Cooper diversified side, our CT services business, our ABRS business. We want to be top of mind for customers because we provide a premium service with great people to work with. And then the fourth and final pillar is being a great place to work. So I'm really excited about investing back in this community. Um, the people in the business make the business possible. It is most definitely not just a, an executive or board sort of uh, secret sauce. Um, it's the the dispatchers, the yard workers, the drivers. Um, it's our HR team. You guys are amazing. It's, <laughs> it's really everyone at every level. Um, mm -hmm. There just aren't a lot of people I've you know, ever met who get to work with a group as consistently talented and kind and thoughtful 
as Jack Cooper team members. So I'm excited to keep investing back in the people who make the business possible. Yeah, that's great. We've heard so many um, employees say that they're so interested in the vision and the future of the company. So you being able to share that strategic plan, I think is is really great. And I know we're going to hear more about that too, as 2023 goes on, but you're going to hear so much about it. You'll probably be tired of it at some point. Then they'll be like, wait, no more <laughs> stuff talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think it's important, you know, for a company to have a strategic plan? What's what's the, the goal and, and the importance priority behind that? Yeah, it's a great question. So um, think of it like if your family is like mine, I have two kids, they're nine and 11. They're a handful, two preteen girls. It's awesome. Um, But if you've ever taken a road trip, uh, the first thing you do is pick out where you're going, right? And having that destination in mind is how you choose um, your, your course, your, your path. And if you're um, going to run into traffic here, you might find a, a surface street instead of a, um, a highway. Um, some of us actually set our GPS sometimes to avoid highways in certain circumstances. I live near Atlanta, guys. <laughs> Always <laughs> avoiding avoid Atlanta traffic is a thing. Um, but, you know, having that destination in mind shapes every decision you make, right? And it really isn't a lot different for a company. Um, for our company, we know that we want to be delivering the future, not the past. We're proud of our heritage. We're proud of what is now 95 years worth of history at Jack Cooper's. You know, the company was founded in 1928. So as we approach our 100th anniversary, we're proud of that legacy, but we don't want to spend all of our time driving, looking in the rearview mirror. <laughs> it's a reference point, just like it is for our drivers, um, but it's not the way to stay on the road. To where you're going. Um, you got to look forward. And that is what the strategic plan does for us. So we know that the destination is to deliver the future of finished vehicle logistics. We know um, that we want to do that in a way that serves the people uh, in not just in our company, but in our communities where we live and work. And that we want to do it in a way that's responsible for the planet, which is a really ambitious goal for a hundred year old trucking company. Um, but one that we we not only think is the right thing to do, one that's really important for our customers in terms of keeping our business and winning new business uh, as they move toward a zero emissions future, we need to follow their lead and we are. So having that destination in mind, Lindley, is, is how we know where we're headed. Yes, so for do. our company, we think about strategy as a house and the foundation are those core values. So we have in, um, responsibility, innovation, integrity, longevity, um, safety and health, um, innovation and imagination. So we want to do all of these things as kind of the foundation of whatever activity and whatever business or service we provide. Um, But in order to reach that top, we're sort of for the people and planet, both, we're delivering the future of finished vehicle logistics, the vision for the company, um, it needs to be supported by these four pillars in the strategic plan. Um, having a profitable revenue growth with a sustainable capital structure is number one. Mm-hmm. Having excellence in our operations with a culture of continuous improvement is number two. Number three is being a first choice provider to our customers, that we are top of mind, that we are somebody that not only can work with, but prefer to work with, are delighted to work with. And of course, number four, being a great place to work. And and those things are all equal, meaning that your experience as an employee, as a team member at Jack Cooper means as much to me as the bottom line. It means as much to me as that operational excellence and continuous improvement culture. 
And we understand that we've done a lot of good things, but that we have a lot more good we can do. We understand that we need to close some gaps and that's okay. Um, And so under each of those four pillars, every executive in this company will have assigned initiatives that they need to move the ball down the field. And so strategic planning, you think of it like a roadmap. You've got to have a destination. You've got to have some major way stations along the way, some some key stops, right? Mm-hmm. Um, those four pillars, um, those are maybe like the main roads we're going to take to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you also have to adapt because sometimes circumstances change. And we saw that in the pandemic. Um, you know, my family, many folks know I'm third generation in the auto industry and third generation in trucking. So on one side of the family, my granddad was a custodial worker in a GM factory, um, in like the early seventies, late sixties. And on my other side of my family, my granddad was a truck driver. And so was my uncle. And so we know this industry uh, and have known it for years and years and years, I've never seen, and I don't think anyone in my family had ever seen anything like what we saw in COVID, four months of virtual complete shutdowns in our industry. And, you know, that has to change your strategy. We have to adapt. You have to find ways to use the time you have to make improvements um, in in places where we can. Um, But it's also been a setback in terms of some of the capital we needed, for example, for refleeting. Mm -hmm. And we saw that um, as those shutdowns sort of wound down toward the end of 2020 and customers online, it it looked like everything was going to go pretty well again. And then we got the semiconductor chip shortage. And again, this isn't anyone at Jack Cooper's fault. It's just a macroeconomic crisis that we were sort of caught in the the crosshairs of. And so, you know, for most of 2021, we didn't really have a single week where all of our plants that we serve were operational. And in many cases, as most of the drivers, you know, and yard workers who are watching this terminal folks, um, we were shuttling build shies. We were taking products that wasn't yet shippable. Um, we were fielding all kinds of, you know, calls, even from consumers who are kind of the dude, where's my car call, mm-hmm. which by the way, we're not legally allowed in our contracts to tell them. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a very tough tap dance for the people who are fielding those calls. Um, cause we've made a commitment to our customers that that's their business, not ours. Mm-hmm. Um, so we dealt with that for most of 2021. And then as we got to 2022, we were like, come on, you know, no whammy. And then um, it continued. And, and, you know, even as it got better, we saw that the global supply chain crisis was hitting us. So there was sort of this third wave of the COVID pandemic. And it meant, again, that whereas you might be expecting two or three or 400 units a day for five days at a location, you might have two or three days with nothing and then 800 units dumped at four o'clock on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, they still expect us to deliver that, right? right. It, according to their standards. So strategy can't just be clarity about where we're going. That is necessary, but not sufficient. It can't just have a roadmap, those four pillars, uh, again, necessary, but not sufficient. 
It also has to have agility. It has to have adaptability because as Monty Python says, nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition and <laughs> you know, no one at Jack Cooper expected the COVID pandemic. And, mm-hmm. and you know, these were really hard times, not just for the economy and the company, um, for many of us who had loved ones who were ill, um, very ill. Um, unfortunately, many people lost family members. There are going to be a lot of empty chairs at dinner tables this holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to think as a company and as a leadership team, not just about the business, but about the whole person that's on our team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that means, you know, providing extra services, doing the COVID pay that we did, um, making sure that we provided health insurance, even when people were laid off at the beginning of the pandemic, because we understand part of being a hundred year old company is we understand that this is a season and that this season will pass, but we need to invest for the long term in the future. So, mm-hmm. you know, that adaptability, I think, um, can be a company's greatest asset, mm-hmm. uh, or it can be the millstone around its neck. Mm -hmm. And it kind of depends how we choose to respond. And I think Jack Cooper did a lot of things really, really well during the pandemic. Um, I think it showed us that we have good people. We have some of the hardest working, most talented people anywhere in transportation or logistics, not just trucking, anywhere in transportation and logistics. but, you know, and it, it gave us some setbacks. Again, the one that comes to mind is the equipment. Um, when your customers shut down for four months, one year, um, can't deliver most of their product the next year, and then, you know, have a supply chain in absolute chaos the third year, um, we just haven't been financially able to make the investments in equipment that we really want to. So that continues to be my first priority going forward, right alongside investing in our people. Um, but we also need to look back on that period and figure out how we do the things that we did well all over again, right? We The military hiring initiative, the entrance into the skill bridge program, participation in a White House task force about trucking. Guys, we're a car haul company, right? Like this never happens in our industry. We're now helping influence policy for the whole country that puts Teamster car haul specifically, union car haul, right at the front and center of that vision. So those are things that were blessings, unexpected blessings that came out of the this really difficult period in the pandemic. Um and I think also gave us a chance to test those values, right? It's not a value if when times get tough, you don't believe in it anymore. So the fact that we were able to do things like COVID pay, um, healthcare for drivers who were laid off in the pandemic, that shows health and safety isn't just talk. We're putting our money where our mouth is. Um, the fact that we were able to finish five different value stream mapping, lean management initiatives in 2022 in the eye of the storm still um, at our terminals to provide better, easier working conditions for our employees, but also better service for our customers. Um, that, That shows that we've had a lot of innovation that came in during these really turbulent few years. So 2023, for my money, is going to be the best opportunity we have to grow, diversify, invest both in people and equipment. Um, But I also think we're going to be doing a lot of soul searching and look backs 
and and figure out, you know, where did we do things right and how do we keep doing them? Um, the, the podcast, right? The the amount of time you guys are spending communicating with our drivers and our terminals, the even, you know, we've been on the ground in the terminals, mm-hmm. even in the pandemic, Lindley, especially you. Um, mm-hmm. and you were kind enough to to come with me uh, for a couple of days <laughs> as well. So, you know, those are things that we did during the pandemic out of, you know, necessity and wanting this very high touch culture, but we'd be fools to abandon that going forward. Mm -hmm. And so we need to look back at that. And I think we also need to have an honest assessment of where are places where we wish we had done better Mm -hmm. and how do we fix that going forward? So I'm very hopeful. Um, I'm very proud of the strategy we put together. And we've added a a new part of the process for planning this year, um, which is aimed at making sure everyone in the company, no matter your role, uh, if you're answering phones at a terminal or in the corporate office, I want you to understand how the work you do every day connects to those four pillars and that vision of delivering the future of finished vehicle logistics for the people and the planet that we impact. Um, that means a lot to me. And I think it also helps us all feel like we're part of something that's bigger than the grind day to day. Yeah, I think that's what's really super exciting about the strategic planning and about 2023 is that, you know, I'm sure some people have thought like, okay, like, you know, we have the the pandemic, we had the chip shortage. Now we're like, where are we now? And it feels very hopeful, very positive, very exciting. Um, and you can kind of feel that buzz all across the company. And a lot of that is because we know what we did well. We're recognizing that and we're looking where we can improve. And we have that roadmap because sometimes not knowing and as an employee that maybe doesn't hear all of the news and isn't in all of the meetings isn't aware, doesn't feel confident in where the company's going. Now we have that in place. And it's like, hey, what you're doing matters. And what you're doing is important, not just to your terminal manager or to your direct manager, but to the executive chairman. And and that's what I think really, really makes a lot of um, impact to the people who work here. Well, and it also means people can help, right? Like the best ideas do not always come from a C-suite or a boardroom. In fact, I would argue more often than not, they come from the folks doing the job in the yard or at the terminal. And so I hope that by moving that strategic planning process down, so the part of the process we've added is from sort of mid-December to the end of January, we're going to be telling you about these four pillars um, until the cows come home, as we (laughs) say where I grew up in those arcs. Um, And we're going to talk about it a lot. And then we're probably going to go back a couple months later and remind you what we said and talk about it again. Um, But that part of the process, the reason we added it is we hope it invites you in, that Mm -hmm. that it stays true to this company, taking those ideas, letting them bubble up from every level of the organization. A lot of people may not know this, um, but our company values, uh, we didn't actually write in the middle of a boardroom or an executive meeting. So um, back in 2014, I spent about 35, 38 hours interviewing different employees across the organization, literally at every level. And we just asked them about what it was like to work at Jack Cooper. What do you like? What's going well? What could use some improvement? What do you think the brand is? What do you think our values are? And we just let them talk. Like there was no direction. There were no leading questions um, because honestly, we had no idea where it would end up. 
And we took those 35, 38 hours of footage and we literally found that people were using the same phrases, the same words, the same stories to talk mm-hmm. about their experience here. So the values that we got, you know, integrity as a baseline, for example, right? Like we tell each other the truth, even when it's hard. So it's not easy for me to say, we didn't have the resources to buy the equipment we wanted to for the last year. Mm-hmm. And, but it is the truth. And it's important in a family or in an organization, a team, to tell the truth and to have honest conversations. That integrity value came as a result of those conversations. When we talked about excellence, direct result of those conversations. When we talked about longevity, meaning not just that we have this incredible perspective as a company that's been in the industry since 1928, but that we're already planning for the next century. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the direct result out of those. And, and the same for responsibility. And again, that tiny seed in 2014 where people told us it's not enough to do good business. It's not enough to create good jobs, but we need to invest in the communities where we live and work. Mm-hmm. And you guys were very clear about that in all the interviews we did. That tiny seed that became the corporate value of responsibility has now led us to make a commitment that over time in the next century, we will be carbon neutral. We will follow the lead of our customers. Um, It's led to an incredible DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion task force. This is not about box checking, just to be clear. Every bit of research that has ever been done, not just in the States, but around the world, shows that diversity, equity, and inclusion in a company leads to better problem solving. More perspectives at the table means more ideas. Um, So all of that came out of those initial conversations. Um, When we talked in those interviews about innovation and imagination, which is an unusual core value for a trucking company, um, it really came out of, I can't tell you the number of people who referenced Walt Disney, (laughs) the city native, right? And about, you know, how he said it was kind of fun to do the impossible and that they felt like Jack Cooper was constantly iterating, constantly coming up with a a new way to do an old business and, and, and yet staying true to its long-term values. And and it was the same, you know, when we talked about health and safety, which was a value that we actually added maybe a year or two later, our original vision was that that kind of encompassed everything. And what we Mm -hmm. found was that wasn't sufficient. Mm -hmm. That if we wanted to make this decision to pay for healthcare for everyone, if we wanted to make sure that everyone understood the most important job anyone in this company has is that our drivers get home safely to their families, full mm-hmm. stop. Um, and I put that above everything. That's above profit. That's above customers. That's above you know what I think or anyone else. Getting you home safely matters more to me than anything. And we felt after a couple of years of looking at the values hung on the walls, it wasn't enough not to say that more specifically. And, you know, it's funny, we added it maybe a couple of years before the pandemic. So, you know, it it helped guide the way we made decisions in the, in the pandemic. So it's, you know, it's not just a foundation. These are almost like the road signs on our strategic Mm -hmm. map, right? Like do not enter here. We're we're not going to, we're not going to lie. We may tell you things you don't want to hear, but we're going to tell you the truth. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, we may not do the things the same way that every other car haul company is, but we've said innovation is a part of who we are. So I'm super hopeful about the future, Lindley, to your 
comments. And, and Lauren, I know you and I have talked about this as well. Um, but I'm not hopeful because we have a clever executive team that thought of a great strategic plan and they did. I am hopeful because I think extending that process down to every employee in the organization will make the plan better, the execution better, the results better, and all four of those goals, having profitable revenue growth, having um, a continuous improvement culture and excellence in operations, having a mentality that we are the first choice provider for our customers, and being a great place to work. All of those goals are better served when every person in the organization is invested and participates in thinking about our future. Yeah. That's awesome. We can't wait for 2023. And it's been so awesome hearing that perspective directly from you, Sarah. So um, thank you so much for, for going through that, giving more perspective. I know we're going to hear more and maybe even on this platform too, we'd love to, to continue the discussion. One thing that we always do at the end is we used to have a lightning round in 2022. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, <laughs> your dad is not a fan of the lightning round, but we made him do it on his. <laughs> but we're changing it a little bit, aren't we, Lauren, for 2023? Yes. So if you'll humor us, we want to take you through our, our fun part of the, the end of the call, sure. if that's okay. Yes. So normally, like Lindley said, we segue into the lightning round, but for 2023, we are doing something called hot takes, where we want your opinion on a very polarizing statement, and you give us your thoughts. <laughs> These are very serious topics. Very serious. I can only topics. imagine. <laughs> First one. First one. Cats are uh, make better companions than dogs. I have one of each. I am absolutely neutral on this question. So what I, I can tell you is I thought I was a, I thought I was a cat lady. And then I, I got this was. like big boxer pit bull mix. Oh. And she like rocked my world. I love her. And she she keeps me um young and and running. She's very fast. And um yeah, she's she's made me realize I'm not only a dog person, I'm like a big dog person. <laughs> my parents have little yappy dogs. So everybody now you know Mike Riggs has little tiny pocket puppies. Not his daughter. Big dogs for me. Ooh, I love so big funny. dogs. Secrets about the Riggs family. We'll find out. This is awesome. Okay. <laughs> the next polarizing topic is. Crocs are a must-have footwear item. I don't believe those meet our safety standards, Lindley. <laughs> That's true. Not to be worn during car haul, but maybe a trip to Walmart is okay. Or the grocery um, store. If you're pairing them with your pajamas or joggers, maybe. <laughs> I love that we've changed Fair. the name for sweatpants to joggers. Can we just yes. talk about that's y'all. That's like the millennials, right? Gen Xers, we don't do this stuff. They're still sweatpants yeah. across. But We're the, the older spectrum the of joggers, the what is that? <laughs> joggers and Crocs. No, ma'am. Yeah. Okay, perfect. She's a no on the Crocs, Lauren. No on the Crocs. <laughs> deep dish pizza is the best. My husband's from Italy. Deep dish pizza, <laughs> deep dish pizza which I can't even say because I'm not allowed to say it in our house. Um, it is a pie, not a pizza. A pie, not a pizza. I knew, I knew what that answer was going to be. It's also, by the way, pineapple and pizza. It's not pizza when you do that, just so we're clear. Oh I know. God, I'm sorry. So good. It's so <laughs> it makes it something else, but not pizza. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. All right. The Oscars are boring. Uh, it depends on the year. So <laughs> I love the Oscars. 
like I'm a movie fanatic. So one thing that people may also not know about the Riggs family is we are absolute movie nuts. <laughs> I loved it so much that one of my first jobs was actually working in a mailroom in a Hollywood agency oh. and like having to work my way out of the mailroom up to answering phones um, for, you know, talent agents. And then going on actually to work in that industry for a while. And I loved it. But um, yeah, the Oscars, it's tough. Like I care who wins and I like listening to the speeches. I am less impressed with the banter. I don't know if I should say that publicly. I like to care for the art and the winners and like the dresses. Oh my gosh, the dresses. I didn't know anything about fashion designers until I watched the Oscars growing up and they would explain who made the different dresses. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I'm with you there. It's a little long from like the red carpet to the very end. I feel like people's attention spans really aren't. Well, so it's it's gotten better. So they used to have it at the Kodak theater, right? The, Mm -hmm. and it was a tiny, tiny auditorium and now it's in a much bigger venue. So, Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm probably not the right person to ask on this because I actually <laughs> care about the winners and like the films, but also I don't have TV. So for, for the Jack Cooper people watching, here's your Sarah Anika <laughs> insight. I am a cord cutter, no TV. Uh, I Woo! do streaming, but I don't, yeah, I don't watch commercials. So when Georgia had, you know, a billion dollars worth of political ads on the air this year, I was blissfully not watching them. I I was inundated with them. I should have so been a cord cutter at that point. Commercials when I ran for office. You did uh, no, people would be like, I saw you on TV. I'm like, that's so awesome. I wish I could. <laughs> that's so great. Well, I think that's a good answer. I think really you like the Oscars, probably not boring, but maybe they could, you know. I'm just do. as happy to look at the winner's list on CNN.com yes. the day after the Oscars. Perfect. That's, that's probably the answer I should have given you in the first place. <laughs> Oh, All right. Good. So the final hot take: the Atlanta Braves are the best sports team around. Come on, y'all. We're based in Kansas City, which is a hop, skip, and a jump from the actual best team in baseball, which is the St. Louis Cardinals. I knew so, that. No, I'm sorry. I'm Cardinals. sorry. I love that we won a World Series down here in Atlanta. That's lovely. Um, my nephews really like the Braves, so mm-hmm. I. I don't know what to say about that, except that <laughs> when they're older, they'll realize they need Cardinals baseball. <laughs> it's Jack Cooper. We need either Kansas City Royals or more importantly, St. Louis Cardinals fans. Mm-hmm. And the Braves are a great adopted home team, but I was born in St. Louis. Yeah, my granddad was buried in his St. Louis Cardinals jacket and I gave oh. the eulogy. And um, I um, I don't know. It's part of just what I remember about growing up. There was always a ball game on and, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot about that era that I actually miss for my own kids. So there weren't cell phones, right. And there sure as heck weren't smartphones. I mean, I was a late adopter, even on the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, but we played cards on Friday nights. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in high school, even like my friends would come over and play cards with my folks or my grandpa, my uncle. They were card sharks, by the way. My granddad was (laughs) until like late, late, later in life. Um, We play spades um, and watch ball games. And, you know, my dad coached most of our softball teams at some point. 
And I, I kind of, there's a part of me that, that laments that our mm-hmm. kids in this generation have these little tiny attention keeping devices that we call tablets or cell phones, mm-hmm. um, because they're not getting some of those same, like we're just now that they're older and we can talk to them, you know, playing, um, cards at, mm-hmm. at home, which is like, I've missed that part of my life for the last 10 yeah. years. All my kids were getting old enough to actually join the game. And, and I, uh, I have Cardinals baseball as it was a big part of that. And it still is my grandma who lives here in Marietta near me, you know, she doesn't miss a ball game <laughs> and talk to her while the Cardinals are playing. Even if you're the granddaughter or the great granddaughter, you know, <laughs> she might like entertain a question from the great grandkids, but probably not from me because it's Cardinals <laughs> baseball. It is like you had God and family baseball, right? So I, I, I think the Braves had a heck of a, a good couple of years. They have a great team, seem to have a really good organization. Not a huge fan of their politics, but, um, but I'm happy for them and I'm happy for the fans because I know what that means. We we said for my mom's dad that he wouldn't pass until the Cardinals won the World Series again. So he was such a fanatic, right? <laughs> and um, if he couldn't watch it on TV, he listened on the radio, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. A, like that kind of fan. Yeah. Uh, and they won the World Series. It had to have been what, 2000 and... Um, I want to say it was like six, maybe. I want to know six. Yeah. Yeah. And he passed away like a few years, uh, a few weeks later. Like it it was like really, you know, that kind of, um, that, that kind of. like, okay, so all is right in the world. I'm at peace. You know, I'm going home and I'm going to, you know, walk the streets of gold and see your grandma, but the Cardinals have got to win the series first. (laughs) Yeah. He had his priorities. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't watch much anymore. Again, I don't have TV. So I watch mm-hmm. the scores on like Twitter, assuming that yeah. still exists next baseball season. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I do have a special place in my heart for the nostalgia of it. And I'm not sure my husband's from Italy. So for people who don't know, I married an immigrant from Italy who does not understand anything about baseball has <laughs> never played catch with my kids. Like it's so foreign to how I grew up, but it's funny because my dad and grandma were talking about football the other day. And my youngest daughter was like, yes, did you see Messi in the semifinals? And she was thinking soccer. She assumed they were talking about soccer. <laughs> so my kids are kind of like, you know, very much half and half. So instead of playing spades, we play Uno, which is like very Italian. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and instead of baseball, they grew up a little bit more with soccer and World mm-hmm. Cup. Mm-hmm. But now that they're old enough, we're going to insist on, you know, some some good St. Louis Cardinals fans. Yeah, you need some Cardinals in there. <laughs> and some, and some quality games of spades. <laughs> Your grandfather would be very disappointed in you if you did not pass. That I know, on, I know. know. <laughs> but you know, poor Andrea, we used to drag him to the Cardinals Brave series every year pre-pandemic. And we'd get him a little shirt he could wear and everything. And he's like, I have no idea what the hell is going on. I'm like, it's not a difficult game to follow. <laughs> you know, come on. It's pretty slow too. So you can have some time to explain. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing the hot takes. I think that was the best one yet. Yeah. You set the standard really high. Um, but more importantly, thank you for your time and just explaining through the strategic planning and the vision for the company. And we are very, very excited for 2023 and we're very excited to continue this conversation more. So thank you so much, Sarah. 
Me too. Thanks for having me. And again, to everybody who listens, thank you for what you do. I know there are probably days when you don't feel seen or appreciated the way you would like to. And I just want you to know that we appreciate you and we see you and we value every single thing you do. Even when we disagree on some things, uh, that's what families do. And um, so whether you're a soccer or baseball fan, we love that you're at Jack Cooper. Absolutely. Awesome. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.